Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Welcome to the Green Element podcast, Neil Villiard. Um I said your name right, I hope. <laughs> Pretty good <laughs> <laughs> for, an Eng- for an Englishman, and you're you're from a company called Satelligence, and you help organisations become more environmental. I mean, could you tell us a bit more about who you are and where you're based and what sort of work you're in, please? Sure. Yeah, with my team at uh, Satelligence, uh, our headquarters is based based in Utrecht in the Netherlands, uh, but we also have uh, people around the world in in tropical. Uh, forest regions, including in, in Ghana, Indonesia, um, Brazil, uh, Bolivia, uh, because there, uh, that's where uh, the action uh, uh, happens uh, with regard to our work. Uh, so what do we do? We, uh, we help our clients uh, to mitigate environmental and uh, social risk in agricultural commodity production. So uh, when we talk about agricultural commodities, it's, for example, uh, palm oil or cocoa or soy. Uh, which is an I- ingredient in, in, in many, many products. And we help our clients uh, to stop uh, deforestation, uh, the extinction of, of species, biodiversity, uh, and gre- greenhouse gas emissions. And we do that by leveraging uh, the, the power of satellite imagery, uh, machine learning, uh, and human in- intelligence to uh, create information about uh, where uh, forest is disappearing so that our clients, which include um, growers and traders in agricultural commodities, but also consumer good brands uh, like the Unilevers and Mondelezes uh, of this world, uh, increasingly also financial institutions who are funding, investing in all these companies uh, to, to help them stop uh, deforestation uh, from entering their supply chains. So take take action to mm. see where they can talk to their suppliers to stop deforestation uh, or fires or greenhouse gas emissions. And, and where, 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 did, where did this come from? I mean, wh- I mean what's, what's your background to end up, um, you know, running a company like this? Because it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I had always been fascinated with, uh, with, with nature. Uh, from a young age uh, on, uh, my father also being a, uh, a biologist, and um, my my grandparents living in Indonesia. Um, so yeah, I was always fascinated by tropics and biology, uh, and then I uh, went on studying at the Wageningen uh, Agricultural University um, and um, chose the the, the forestry. Uh, direction as well as uh, the geographical information systems and, and remote sensing. And I think that um, when I did my master's thesis, uh, the practical work I did in Indonesia in, in a region with a lot of uh, palm plantations and, and, and forest remnants. And yeah, I, I got fascinated by um, yeah all the challenges in, in, in preserving the landscape, but at the same time, uh, offering people uh, livelihood and, and opportunities for, uh, for, for development. So uh, I think that is uh, where uh, my journey uh, in sustainability uh, become, uh, begun. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. And so 
what would you say your purpose was and who do you tend to work with? Yeah, purpose. I think um, this journey, because I started my, my, uh, my work 20 years uh, ago, um, and, and at that time, uh, thinking about sustainability and actually uh, the, the practitioners in sustainability, that was kind of uh, different. Uh, at the time, it was uh, really uh, front runners uh, embracing the concept, but they had to pioneer all kinds of approaches of what, what can you do if you have a huge supply chain with, with many suppliers, uh, many ingredients, uh, where to start? Uh, technology was not ready at the time. Uh, you still had to buy uh, satellite imagery. Uh, currently, that's uh, freely available. And also the computing power has increased tremendously to make sense of all this uh, information. And at the same time, I think also the environmental conscience with consumers, uh, consumer good brands and others um, has really changed. I think uh, with the current pandemic, uh, what we see is that people value nature uh, and sustainable uh, sourcing perhaps even more than before the, the pandemic. So um, the, the, the purpose of doing things right uh, for saving the world, um, yeah, it, it's, it's much uh, stronger at the, at the moment, but it took, uh, took a while, I think, uh, to uh, get used to what kind of technologies uh, can we use, what, what are actually the challenges and, and grappling with that. It's it's amazing what um, what change has happened in the last year, isn't it? I mean, in the UK, it's almost like everyone has woken or almost everyone has woken up to climate change. Is that the same in Holland and where you're based? Yes, it's, it's the same in the Netherlands. And I, I think even in other places in the world, in Asia, um, we see it with uh, with regulation just just recently, uh, the EU, but also the UK government thinking about uh, legislation to support uh, sustainable sourcing of ingredients from abroad. Um, that it should be possible to trace where it comes from, who's producing it, and under what circumstances. And uh, we also see that that uh, the, the current generation of consumers is uh, very much uh, aware and, and um, of uh, the need to, to know. Um, so that also changed uh, our, our sector, our business, uh, agricultural commodity producing in general. And I think that's very, uh, very fascinating. Yeah, and it's, I, I mean, how long have you been doing and um, working in sustainability in the environment? I've been working in uh, in uh, in environment in, in tropical regions, just, uh, uh, agricultural commodity production for about uh, twenty years, and uh, yeah, I think in the in, in the beginning years we were figuring out, okay, satellites, what can we do with it? And what's really great is that nowadays um, it is clear um, traceability has has made made big uh, improvements. For example, it is possible now that companies. Uh, know where their suppliers are located. Uh, so farm boundary information, uh, concessions, uh, plantations are grown in, in concessions. Uh, companies own that, farmers own that, who is behind it. Um, that kind of information like uh, before three, four years ago, that was not consistently okay. available. 
And right now it is. And, and based on that kind of information, we can link it to what kind of dynamics do we see in the landscape from satellites? Can we uh, associate uh, deforestation or fires with specific suppliers or, or companies who are uh, active in the landscape? Uh, and that is really something, um, I think that the transformation that happened is uh, before in the early days, no one knew how this can be, could be tackled. But right now we have seen more and more examples of what is possible. And I, I think that that has also been kind of a, a challenge uh, in our work uh, in getting the messenger call for what, what does work and what doesn't and not yeah. uh, being stuck in, in tech as uh, tech for the sake of tech. <laughs> I think that's where we had to uh, yeah. do quite I, some work. It must be amazing to have seen such change over that 20 years and almost you you've been able to do you know with that change has come being able to do your job better as well because of that change that's pretty that's pretty cool yes it is uh, and it, it's it's nice that it all comes together uh, i think <laughs> also yeah uh, that, yeah you, you couldn't have uh, predicted that uh, i think no. true True. Um, so can you tell us a bit about how you engage your staff, suppliers, customers with your mission and purpose? That's also something that um, I think in a more broadly in society, um, the awareness of sustainability um, has grown uh, so much that when we talk about our staff, actually, when we uh, recruit, uh, we uh, care about whether our uh, future employees also care about contributing something to uh, a more sustainable planet. And um, the fascinating thing is that uh, the people that uh, apply, whether they are uh, engineers, uh, data scientists, uh, a lot of them are really attracted to the fact that uh, we have a purpose of, of uh, making the planet uh, a better place by focusing on uh, more sustainable agricultural commodity production, uh, especially even the, 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 the very tech uh, people. Um, so I think that uh, the people that join our company are all already in their DNA have uh, an urge, are very keen to contribute to a better planet, even though they're working on, a, on very technical issues. Yeah. Uh, and that's something in recruiting that we see that uh, really helped us also in uh, yeah, acquiring uh, tal talent. Um, and we, yeah, we nurtured that uh, by, by communicating also the applications, um, which although they are very technical, they have to be practical in the end for yeah. our users. So how we actively co contribute to uh, engaging our staff is, is Telling even the most tech people who are working on code, they're behind their laptop uh, typing code and creating fantastic algorithms and stuff of what, what it's being used for. So that's one. And I think for uh, our clients, um, yeah, they, they come along. We have been working with uh, a lot of the front runners who realize that on the longer run for the sustainability, uh, the durability of, of their, their business, uh, they are dependent on, on, on nature for their uh, agricultural uh, supplies. So uh, it's in their, their best interest to have a healthy planet. 
and, mm -hmm. and uh, most of the, the bigger uh, brands, they understand this. And um, so, so that whole uh, transformation uh, happening really helps. But I think there's a, also a large majority still out there thinking, okay, yeah, but those are big companies. How does this affect me? And what can I really do? Uh, isn't this a too big challenge, uh, too big a challenge for, for, for us to solve? And uh, I think the, the, the key thing to engage clients is to have a consistent message. Uh, from our point of view. So things can be done. And yeah. what can you do to contribute? You can, as a company, uh, cooperate with other companies because these challenges are so big. Uh, we see pre-competitive coalitions between many companies happen. Um, there are a lot of initiatives. Maybe there are uh, sometimes too many <laughs> initiatives and coalitions and et cetera. But uh, on the other hand, that's a good thing. Um, it, it, it shows that things can be done. And I think there's the, the biggest challenge for engaging uh, clients, demonstrating what is possible and, 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 and showing uh, the right way and sharing uh, experience of how others, other companies are doing it. I think that's the main, uh, main thing. I think, I mean, I think that's it, isn't it? It's that collaboration that um, you don't necessarily see in other industries is absolutely rife in sustainability as a whole. Um, because it's not just saying, look, we're the most sustainable company, we're the most environmental company, it's this is what we're doing. Would you like to copy us? Would you like to, um, we will help you with that. And I've seen competitors of, um, of each other helping each other from an environmental point of view because they've learned mistakes and they want to help them not allow their competitors to make the same mistakes. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's very encouraging and also uh, leading uh, the, the, the way that that's a, that's the future. Um, before, in the early days, it, uh, um, yeah, the comments we often had is ah, it's too hard. Uh, we don't know enough. Uh, yeah, there's nothing much we can do. We can't do this alone. Uh, yeah. And that that is that has changed. Like I just mentioned before that uh, in traceability. Uh, the, the sector uh, sectors know a lot more uh, right now than than five years ago. So yeah. we we have much better visibility in these supply chains. Um, yeah. So it's not not too hard anymore. It's still a big challenge, uh, but you can indeed go and talent and talent. You brought up talent and how you recruit, and that's we're seeing a big big um, driver for organisations to become more sustainable for recruitment and for talent and retention as well because more and more people are wanting to work for organizations and will only work for organizations that have a purpose that they believe in and um it's it's actually destruct self-destructive to not be sustainable down uh, if you look at talent alone yeah, indeed. Uh, totally. Uh, our experience uh, with clients uh, totally confirms uh, this. Mm. And when it comes to running an ethical and sustainable business, what would you say has been your biggest struggle so far? And can you tell us a bit about how you've overcome it? I think the biggest struggle was demonstrating things work. 
and uh, yeah, giving a, a more positive uh, attitude. I think in environmental uh, risk, um, emphasis has long been on doom and gloom and uh, a blaming culture. Uh, and even though a, a good cop, bad cop um, situation might, might have helped in uh, accelerating um, transformation, I also think that it's important to highlight uh, the positive. So what works? And I, I think demonstrating it works has been the biggest uh, struggle, especially coming from a tech uh, perspective. So um, it, it is not so easy to uh, convey a complex um, approach um, as everyone is on a learning curve to, to figure out how it uh, can work, how we can work a complex uh, satellite uh, data uh, and turn them into insights. It sounds very easy, but creating insights from loads of data, and especially as, as more and more satellites are being launched, there are sensors on the ground, there are people with knowledge. How do you combine all that? Uh, and the more you know, uh, the more overwhelming it can get to uh, tackle yeah. all these uh, issues. So I think, um, yeah, that, that has been the biggest struggle, uh, the learning curve. Uh, how to keep it simple, so that also for uh, the, the 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 majority uh, not being uh, such a front runner, but being also very committed. How can we keep it simple, uh, and 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 help them adopt uh, approaches? I think that's our biggest struggle. Okay, and if you could offer one piece of advice to our listeners to help them with their purpose, what would that be? I think that would be probably be honest about you, what you really want and why. Mm. Um, it's easy to ride the wave of sustainability and then adopt something. Uh, but um, I, I think, yeah, focus on, on why you're doing that and then uh, how and what um, to make sure it is, yeah, integrated in, 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 in your thinking uh, and, and, and doing, um, and that, that's, yeah, may sound very simple, <laughs> it's a big challenge. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with both of what you've just said. Um, it does sound simple, but it is also a challenge to keep, to keep with that. As your organisation grows and changes, you've got different people coming in with different influences and therefore it's being you've got to be held accountable to yourself as it were and make sure that you're still doing what you said you were initially going to be doing yeah and i also think because with current technologies um traceability uh, environmental monitoring uh companies and their suppliers are already pretty much under a magnifying uh glass uh, so uh, ignoring uh, and um, yeah, that 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 is not the right uh, approach anymore. I mm. think a lot of consumers also want honesty, uh, accountability, as you as you mentioned. And um, yeah, there there are ways to to be to, to be honest about that. And uh, I think consumers increasingly uh, require this. So and. If we could talk about um, carbon footprinting and um, 
So have you carbon footprinted your organization and would you say it's been a benefit? In our case, um, we, we had a look at it, um, but we, yeah, we are actually an experienced company with a startup mentality and we just, we uh, started in 2016. And uh, to be very honest, for now we have uh, mostly focused on how we can help other companies uh, with their net zero uh, approaches. Uh, and uh, as far as uh, our own uh, practices, uh, are considered. Uh, uh, we have no people, no no um, colleagues uh, with cars. Mm. Uh, everyone uh, goes uh, to the office uh, by uh, bicycle. Uh, we have, um, yeah, no 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 big uh, infrastructure or whatever. Everyone works uh, mostly from home, even before the pandemic. Mm. Uh, so we think uh, that is the distributed approach. Um, uh, with with uh, working from home, it was already uh, in our DNA. Mm. Because we are working uh, in a lot of uh, uh, tropical regions, and um, it, it's not the right thing to do that from Utrecht anyway. We believe that you have to be working with local uh, experts and, and, and local colleagues to understand the local situation much better, but also in terms of travel, um, it, it's it's much more localized, and uh, so reducing our flights is uh, one. Uh, if we look at our emissions, and uh, yeah, we we try to um, to to make sure working with with our local experts who can act locally. Uh, that that is part of our our strategy. And if we fly um, intercontinentally, that that we um, uh, how you call it? Um, what's the word? Compensate. Sorry. Yeah. So, so that if we have to fly uh, intercontinentally, uh, we uh, we can compensate our our flights with uh, with uh, sort of tree tree planting projects. So uh, that is uh, considering our our own uh, company. Um, we see that many of our clients are also focusing more not only at preventing deforestation and fires, um, but also looking at how can we uh, re-green the planet by mm. investing in uh, planting trees. Uh, for example, uh, many uh, areas where cocoa or uh, other coffee, for example, commodities are being produced, if you have more uh, natural trees, you can increase the carbon stock. So you can uh, sequester carbon stock, uh, carbon, sorry, from the atmosphere um, in these farms. And that's also of benefits to uh, biodiversity, but at the same time also for local farmers who may uh, get uh, a, some additional income uh, from, from carbon sequestration. Um, I think this is a, a big thing at the moment. I'm always fascinated when I hear people talking about, ah, oh, yeah, there have to be new technological ways to, uh, to uh, get uh, carbon out of the atmosphere and uh, what can we do? Can we store on the ground and uh, all those things? And oh, come on, nature is it? It's some of the best machine there is. Mm. It already exists. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. trees, yeah. <laughs> grow trees. Mm. Um, but be careful not to grow trees everywhere. So that, that's also something that we do help out uh, with finding uh, the, the best locations of, of where, where uh, trees uh, are effective. Um, 
there's all these billion trees uh, initiatives and it would be the wrong idea if we would plant trees everywhere. That's not the solution. We, we should yeah. plant it at specific areas. And it is also something that we work. So where can you plant? And if you plant it to monitor with the satellites, if it's really growing, are, uh, are the companies investing really regreening the planet? So that's where the, the technology can help. And on I guess on that note, if you're helping organizations understand where to plant trees, does social um you know local social issues come into play when advising organizations um we are we are understanding that there's an awful lot of social injustice that is happening through a lot of these mechanisms that we have designed in predominantly the west um and we put these schemes into developing nations and realize that actually there's a lot of social injustice that's going on um does that is that taken into the equation oh that's a that's a, a very fair and, and important point uh it is cri critical actually and that's also why i mentioned that we have uh, staff uh from the com uh, mm. countries it's, uh, themselves where we work uh to be aware of these kinds of uh social context uh uh, in the country where we work. Social issues are, are very important. And it's also something, um, yeah, the transformation that we discussed uh, earlier, it, it's very much uh, also the case for, for social risk. Um, people, uh, clients, and uh, service providers, we didn't know where to start. How, mm. how do you measure this <laughs> social yeah. risk? Yeah. Uh, it's very fascinating that uh, last year we started a cooperation with the company uh, Ulula. Ulula is a tech uh, company. I know Ulula. Uh, yeah, I do know Ulula. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, the, the interesting thing is if our environmental risk and the social risk come together to have a more holistic overview of what kind of risk are, are we looking at. Uh, if we talk about land grabbing or uh, worker um, um, issues, uh, labor, labor uh, issues, it's also it's all something that has to be added to the equations and we see uh, in the past couple of months that um, this uh, subject of how can we tackle social risk is getting huge huge uh, attention even more than it already uh, had so we see that it's really something and if we're talking about uh, planting trees yeah th there have been examples where for example people have been uh, local people have been uh, expelled from uh, areas of forest in, in Africa uh, to make uh, way for, for tree planting. Uh, and, and justly so, there has been a lot of uh, criticism about it. Uh, yeah. In the same way as, well, yeah, we have to uh, protect uh, some areas for deforestation. So uh, the military comes in with guns and uh, chase people away who will uh, then search for livelihood everywhere in, in another place. And, ha and, and cause environmental impact in another place. Um, yeah, a, a remediation uh, effort, a rehabilitation efforts, uh, livelihood alternatives. Uh, many of the companies are, are really carefully thinking this through. For example, we're working uh, with a, a cocoa company called uh, Tuton. They're, they're doing cocoa, but also other commodities. And um, yeah, they are really uh, considerate of 
uh, okay, if we work with local farmers and we have to uh, prevent uh, deforestation in protected areas, uh, okay, what, what can we do uh, to provide alternative income? And that also uh, com companies are thinking about such solutions and how they can do that together with, uh, with local government. Again, local. Mm. So, um, no, yeah, I think those are uh, yeah. very interesting uh, uh, developments. Yeah, I think I mean I think that we need we we need to have the general population um, to be more educated in this area because I think it is almost more important in some ways than the environment. And I the reason why I say that is because it's very easy to switch people off because if it's we can live in a bubble in the Western world and the rest of the world will not be in that same bubble and we need to be all on the same page in order to um, reduce global warming. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Is it so? Is there any advice or learnings that you'd like to um, share with anyone listening to this podcast? You know, over the last um, number of years, growing your organization, doing, is there anything that you've learned that works really well um, from a sustainability point of view? So maybe not necessarily just environment, but sustainability as a whole. So best practice within the workplace, et cetera. What comes to mind first is uh, just do it, just start. Um, if we, for example, look at our work on uh, deforestation monitoring and using deforestation information from satellites for engagement with suppliers, uh, like we've been working with Bungie, uh, one of the, the top five uh, global traders in agricultural commodities. Uh, we started working with them five, six years ago, uh, even before I founded the company, actually. Right. Um, and uh, then it, they said, I, we really need, it, need to do something about uh, deforestation. Can you detect deforestation? Okay, so then we uh, used the satellite imagery to detect where deforestation was happening. But then we found out, okay, uh, it's also uh, not necessarily associated with palm. Uh, it can be in the wider region where they are active, uh, but if they clean up their uh, supply chain, still deforestation is, is continuing. Can you also monitor fire? Can you also monitor outside of our uh, plantation areas? Mm. Um, so starting from, can you detect deforestation? Things grew bigger and bigger um, and, and more and more effective. Mm. Um, I think because they said, okay, let's start seeing uh, how this can work. Uh, don't be put off by uh, complexity, just start somewhere. Uh, I think that is the main uh, learning. Um, just go and figure, figure it out. Brilliant. Will Brilliant. you make mistakes? Yes, definitely. Does it matter? No, you'll learn from it and then it will yeah. expand. And then um, actually with Bungie, it was very nice that they were so um, uh, pleased 
uh, with the approach that they also uh, told other companies, hey, look, uh, look what we are doing uh, with this satellite information and our own information on traceability and where, where our plantations are and combining this and then going to suppliers when uh, we detect something uh, which is uh, probably deforestation. Okay, you, you, you call them on the phone, you say, hey, look, we detect this. Uh, can you explain this? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, we we're clear there. So, okay, that's not the... That's not the way. Uh, can you? Uh, we we need to agree to stop this, and then we monitor with the satellite. We 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 prove that they indeed stopped. So then they stay within the the supply chain contract, uh, and and yeah, other companies uh, also took up that that same kind of approach. And I think that is, yeah, that's very inspiring. How uh, also companies mm. like uh, traders and growers can inspire others by simply showing, demonstrating uh, that things work. Mm. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Now I've got a question that is not really related to sustainability, to be honest with you, just because I'm interested. The So you don't own the satellites that you're, do you, how, like, how does that, I, and do say I'm, I'm commercial, I can't talk about that, but I'm just curious, like how do you get into this? Do you contact a satellite company and go, we would like your images or like, how does it work? Yeah, <laughs> it started out. I, I think uh, the, 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 the best source um, of imagery has always been there. It's uh, the European Space Agency, it's NASA, it's the Jap Japanese Space Agency, JAXA. Uh, they, they've always been using uh, taxpayers' money to create the most amazing satellites, send them into orbit and beam back uh, fascinating imagery uh, of the planet. So what happens is that happened is that years ago, uh, we all had to buy those uh, images. But some real uh, democratization of, of data took place that the archives were opened up and that led to such innovation into processing and also enabling large uh, scale processing. Uh, if you have to, to buy satellite imagery, you will never monitor the whole world because you cannot afford it. Uh, but if it's free uh, and processing is also affordable, yeah, then you can monitor full supply chains. Like uh, companies like Mondelez, they, they source from tens of companies around the world with thousands, uh, thousands of, of suppliers and mills, et cetera, that, that couldn't be done uh, before. And now, thanks to these satellite programs that, that uh, government agencies have uh, launched, that, that is possible. And the past five years, uh, a bit more, but th then it really uh, got up to speed. We see also commercial providers of commercial uh, imagery. So space is getting uh, is becoming a, a crowded place with all kinds of different satellites. And um, yeah, we, we think it, that is a good thing, uh, but also a potential risk. Because now there's there's so much data, mm. you, you also need to be able to convert that to into information and to actual insights. So, um, yeah, the, the the bottom line being, uh, if you want, you can download this type of uh, public imagery yourself. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> if you want other types of more detail or yeah. uh, different type of information content, you can also buy imagery from uh, commercial oh, yeah. suppliers. That's that's the state of. Uh, business at the moment. I, I've now got images of loads of our listeners Googling, uh, you know, Googling, I want to look at my house now. I want to, I want 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I also think that yeah, Google has been kind of uh, a, a huge boost for um, the awareness about satellite information because they also use this free information and, and they buy loads of uh, very high detail uh, imagery uh, which you can see your house exactly. Yeah. I've always assumed that they, yeah, I guess I've, I've never actually thought about where they get that information from. When I, oh, yeah, of course. Of course they do. Anyway. Yeah. Public archives, <laughs> buy stuff. They, they even uh, had, uh, they, they once bought a company that uh, built satellites, but they, well, they sold it off again. Uh, yeah. okay, and I think that's why I thought they owned their own satellites, to be honest with you. But yeah, it makes sense. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on, Neil. It's been it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. And um, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, it was a real uh, pleasure. So thanks for uh, having us. Thanks for listening to our Sustainable Business Podcast. If you want to learn more about sustainable business and talk to other like-minded professionals, apply to join to our online community at sustainabilitysolve.org. Join now and find a space for you to collaborate, learn and inspire others to become more environmental. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to follow Green Element on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram.